Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Just Get to the Point. Today's episode is going to be about Monster House. Now, this is a 2006 CG animated movie, Oscar nominated and very spooky. Monster House was released in 2006 and was directed by this man called Gil Keenan not really the bear guy from Brother Bear but my man caught people's attention when he made this short film called The Lark it was a horror short film for his university and he got signed up by a bunch of agents and they started throwing some cash around him and soon enough he got the attention of big producers namely Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg the people who got us back to the future and Jurassic Park and these people actually executive produced Monster House and it's very evident in the way the movie is made and the CG that is used basically Steven Spielberg is known to be pioneering new technology and so is Robert Zemeckis when he made Back to the Future it was revolutionary because of the science behind it and the type of effects that that were used and the type of things that could happen in the movies and this movie went on to be oscar nominated but it lost out to happy feet and that's weird because everybody in this movie is white and there's just one black guy and we know how much the academy in america loves that but This movie was revolutionary because in 2006 there wasn't necessarily a horror animated genre and till then people were just barely getting into comics and people I don't even think Goosebumps was out back then so children were not introduced to horror as a genre but this movie really changed that and i remember watching this movie on i think pogo or cartoon network or one of those stupid channels when i was around a little less than 10 i think i was 8 or 9 and i was scared to the bone this movie spooked the shit out of me and to be honest a lot of the people who worked on this movie we don't know but we've seen them growing up it has jeremy from phineas and ferb the guy from reservoir dogs plays mr nebercracker maggie gillenhall is in this phil's dad from modern family and even kevin james and these were people right before they became super famous like the guy from jeremy like the guy from jeremy i'm saying the guy from phineas and ferb who played jeremy until now was only in a bunch of Hannah Montana episodes and then he got fired from Disney because he got a driving under the influence charge. Yay, Disney actors. But what this movie does necessarily extremely well, which was quite dependent on the fact that it is animated, is that it used the art form to further the story. The 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 animation aids the art form and since it's cg a lot of the movements are weirdly choppy and it looks almost extremely cartoonish but not good cartoons like 
it's it's a lot worse than how shrek was like you know how shrek was weirdly like it was extremely choppy and it was computer generated this is even worse and it weirdly gives off this very eerie and creepy vibe that the people in this movie aren't real and it just it just adds so much to the way mr nebercracker's face is and the way when it zooms in you can see the deformity is on his cheeks and the fact that he's old and you can see him wave his arms around and all of that just adds to the creepiness so much the opening scene in particular is probably one of the best horror opening scenes especially pertaining to this movie because not only does it establish that Mr. Nebercracker is very 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 protective of his house but it also shows that he would go to an extent of destroying a small child's tricycle just to make sure that the kids aren't in danger and on the first watch when you look at it you just assume that oh yeah he's just an old man and he's nuts and there is something very spooky going on around the house and he is just aiding to it but later we find out that no he had to do this he had to be a mean asshole to make sure that the kids are safe and regardless of that so many kids toys and so many lives are lost in this movie i mean not really they come back in the end but so, like it raises the stakes as you're watching it and that was one thing that really set mr nebercracker apart but not initially what basically what i'm trying to say is that this movie is just extremely good at establishing your characters because the moment mr nebercracker takes away the trike you can see dj looking at him through his telescope and you immediately understand that dj is one of those just around 13 teenagers kids and all he wants to do is just solve a mystery and have an adventure and soon after you see that extremely incompetence of that weird looking mom who looks pretty much exactly like the babysitter and Phil's dad who as we've seen in modern family is extremely sweet and fun loving literally does not love his child like he groans when he thinks he hit his kid with a car instead of being like oh my god i think i fucking hit my kid it's honestly quite funny but the kids leave and then chowder enters and chowder is basically his sidekick best friend and oh my god is this man hilarious jesus fucking christ when jenny is introduced and uh he walks into and they uh dj and jenny walk into the room and chowder's on the call and he just ends it and says oh yeah do you have some beer that shit is so funny the number of times dj and jenny are trying to come up with a plan and chowder first opposes it because it's dj and then the moment jenny says some something he flips his opinion that kind of those small gags and those small one liners that he has they are so funny and weirdly he looks like a kid version of jonah hill from megamind like i'm not even joking like that that animation the art style of him is just exactly like that guy from the camera guy from mega mind and i can totally see chowder being ditched by his friends because towards the end of the movie jenny and dj kiss and then he's all sad and then he slowly descends into madness and then he becomes 
that guy from megamind yeah totally buy that but so after that what happens is that the kids try to investigate and then they save jenny and jenny shits her pants because the house tries to eat her and that's when you actually see how the creativity is put into designing that house because the house isn't just a like a children eating monster house it's actually the human body and the way that is done is just so in like ingenious like the fact that the little chandelier is the uvula and the carpet is the tongue and later on the pipes are parts of the intestine it is just so creative and weirdly having a house that resembles a human rather than just being something alien like a monster adds more to the fear because i'm more comfortable knowing that a house is a monster rather than knowing that a house is actually a human for some reason it just makes it a million times scarier then we get some really pathetic kevin james comedy and this is kevin james before paul blart mall cop so you really expected a lot more but it's actually pretty horrific the way the house eats up those two policemen and post that we get our protagonist finally inside the house and with those photos of constance and the way the house is lit and everything is dark and all you can see is the uvula and the tongue and like you're literally in the mouth of the house that adds so much to the eerie vibe of that house and the fact that you are our protagonists and we as the audience are ambiguous of what is causing the house to do all this is it just a monster but it's not because it has human body parts so it's a human being and people and that guy that video game guy already says that sometimes the soul and brick and wood can fuse together so now you're wondering is this really his wife who he apparently ate and eventually when dj reaches the shrine and for the first time the kids are in a dilemma because until now they've been hearing stories that he ate his wife and he's an evil old fucking man but now it's proof that her body is still there and he actually loves her and he why else would he build a shrine this old man who's so fucking evil has emotions towards this and that's when these people realize that okay he did not kill his wife and they start suspecting that prob- probably it is the wife that has become the house and jenny finally uses her Ivy League school intelligence and finally gets them out and that's when Mr. Nebogracker comes back and for the first time you see the man actually explain rather than just rage and scream at the kids which he does initially but when DJ goes and tells him that he knows about Constance you actually hear that extremely tragic and so depressing backstory of what happens to them because it's a man who falls in love with somebody who's been ridiculed her entire life she is a showpiece she is used for money people ridicule her they throw things at her she is embarrassed every single day of her existence and he saves her he takes her away and he promises her that such circumstances will never come again you will never feel 
like the embarrassed little showpiece animal that you were in that circus and it's very obvious that when those kids start pranking her around halloween why constance loses her shit because for somebody who's gone through extreme trauma she cannot understand that there's a difference between people who are doing it for fun and that there are people who are doing it specifically to ridicule and laugh at her she does not know the difference because of the extreme trauma that she has faced which is why her reaction of grabbing the axe and trying to kill them makes sense because she hates them they are the problem for her unhappiness in a way and when she comes frantically running towards mr nebergracker and he promises her that don't worry as long as i am here you will be safe and then while trying to protect the children constance falls and constance falls to her death and she gets fused with the base of that house and you can still see that mr nebercracker is extremely sad but at the end of the day he knows that now his house is a monster and he would go to any length to make sure that people are protected and especially children knowing that how much the house and subsequently the soul of his wife is going to hate children towards the end of the movie when finally they blow up the house and you can see mr nebercracker standing there and in a way he dances he waltzes with the dusty ghost of constance he falls down on his knees and the man cries and it's not because he is disheartened that his house is destroyed he's sad because he's lost constance but at the same time he's extremely happy that they're finally free for 45 years the man is trapped with the horrific thing that happened to his wife and he has to live with it every single day and eventually he's managed to free his wife even when he's about to blow her with that dynamite he tells her that i'm doing what's best for everyone i'm doing what's best for you and constance because of her trauma and her hatred and the way people even subsequently after her becoming a house have treated her and the way these protagonists the fars in a way took mr nebercracker away after he had his heart attack she hates them and it is for the greater good that she is destroyed and the ending i did not see that ending coming but holy shit that ending slaps you in the face because not only does our technically our main antagonist become kind hearted but you realize he's always been kind hearted it subverts your expectation that people need to change people don't need to change because your antagonist was already a nice man he was only misunderstood and all it took was the kids to do a little exploring yeah go through some little extremely scary trauma in their life and probably never recover from the fact that a little house tried to eat them but it took that for them to clear out that misunderstanding and realize that no nebercracker isn't an asshole he's trying to protect us and at the same time he's trying to salvage the fact that his wife is dead but he still loves her and he's trying to salvage those emotions and for 45 years this poor man has been trapped 
and he hasn't got the chance to move on or to really do something about the fact that his wife is no more the man gets no freedom for 45 years until unknowingly three annoying little 12 year olds decide that he should Did this movie deserve an Oscar? Oh, 100% yes. But at the time that it was made, the Academy was still struggling to realize that animation does not equal only for children. But I'm at least glad that this movie was nominated and that today it is a cult movie and that if you ask people my age or say 3-4 years above, that this movie scared the shit out of them. and i think that is the greatest achievement of this extremely extremely underrated gem hey guys thank you so much for tuning into this episode i apologize for the kind of bad audio my laptop was giving me a lot of problems and i'd love to hear some feedback and stay tuned for next week thank you